This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. If anything has caused deer hunters to bring fewer deer out of the woods, it is using the same tactics all season long. On this episode, I'm going to talk about five late season tactics to help you be more successful in the deer woods. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about late season hunting and what you need to do differently in the late season. Now, one thing I see year after year that keeps hunters, all kinds of hunters, specifically new hunters, uh, from being successful is using the same tactics from September to January. And guys, I'm just going to tell you, that is not the way that it works in the deer woods. It varies some by location and season and you know what the seasons look like in your area, but it does not work the same way from September to January. The deer habits change, deer habitat changes, all of those things have a big impact on what deer do, when they do it, where they do it, and that impacts directly how you hunt them and how you can be successful in the woods. Now, don't get me wrong, you can go out any day of the year and shoot a deer doing anything. It's possible. It can happen. It can be done. You can do it. People have done it. But, you know, I've, I've, I've taken that approach before. That's how I started hunting. I'd go out and hunt five, six, seven times in one season and, and take home no deer and not see any deer. And what was I doing? I was doing the same thing all the time, every time. And unless that one random same thing I was doing was the right best thing to do at that time, then... 
it didn't matter. It, it, they, were, they were all wrong, right? In fact, you're almost better off doing something different every time, hoping you stumble upon what's ideal for that moment. But there's a better way. And the better way is strategy and knowing what to do at each time of the season and what the best way to maximize your chance of success is. When I go into the woods, I usually figure it's probably a 50-50 proposition of me walking out with a deer. That's pretty much how I look at it, about 50-50. And, uh, you know, depending on what I'm after, if I'm after any deer, I'd like to think it's maybe higher than 50-50. If I'm just out for a buck, I typically am, and, you know, I, I work all year to have the opportunities, to have the spots, to know what to do, when to do it, so that when I go out, it's probably a 50-50 chance of, of bringing home a buck. I didn't say a trophy buck, but a, a buck, a legal buck, something that's going to look good on the wall and fill that freezer nicely. So... But that doesn't happen because, well, I just have great places to hunt or because I just hunt so much or because I'm such a great hunter. That's, that's, not, that's not any of it. What it is is strategy, knowing what to do, when to do it, where, and what the deer are doing. That's what plays into it. There's a lot more that goes in if you're going after trophy bucks, but nothing is bigger than strategy. So today we're talking about five tips to help your late season strategy. Now the first one is simply this, understanding the late season habits of the deer in your area, particularly the post-gun season deer, or, or at least the prime of the gun season. You know, in Pennsylvania, we have an approximately two-week-long rifle season. And this rifle season, you witness what I call the Orange Army, being out and about, filling the woods, being everywhere all the time. And it seems like the number one hunting strategy is letting other hunters drive deer to you because they are everywhere and they're going everywhere. And it is crazy. It can be kind of fun. It can be kind of neat. It can be kind of... You know, there, there's something about it that sort of can get you excited. You know, all this is going on. There's also can make you terrified because not everybody in the Orange Army is well-trained, smart, or safe with a firearm. You know, it is. Uh, it, it can be across the map, the experience that you might have. In fact, this is the number one reason I took up archery hunting was because I wanted to be able to be out in the woods without this fear of my life and without all this hunting pressure. And it has paid dividends um, in many, many ways. But whether you're shooting a vertical bow, a crossbow, a shotgun, a rifle, a muzzle loader, or something else, strategy is going to be the most important thing. And you need to understand what those deer are doing late season. What do they do in your area? In my area, after the Orange Army has scoured the woods looking for every possible deer for two weeks and a day, the deer are spooked. They are easily startled. They are flighty. They are liable to just take off at, at a spook and, and run for a mile and not come back anytime soon. Right? You might push them off that piece of land for the rest of the season, depending on what the situation is. You know, they are easy to spook. And, you know, in some states, that's not the case. In some states, the hunting pressure is very different. The temperament of the deer are going to be very different. 
the way that you hunt them is going to be different. So I can't give you a one size fits all on that because it's going to depend on where you live and where you hunt. If you hunt mostly private land, surrounded by private land, and nobody else hunts in that area, it's going to be completely different than if you hunt where I hunt. It's going to be very different kind of thing for you. And that's okay. What you need to do is just learn your area, what happens in your area, what's the temperament of the deer air in your area. So number one, learn what's local, what's happening in your area as the seasons turn. One way to do this is through trail cameras. You can leave trail cameras up year round. You can just see and study the deer movement in that spot from, you know, from, from March to February and understand, okay, where are the deer? When are they in this area? When are they not in this area? Um, what does the, what does hunting pressure do to that? How many hunters do you see? That's another thing to look for is how many hunters do you see? A great reason to put your trail cameras high if you're putting them on public land is to keep them out of reach of hunters. You know, bring a step stool in, get that thing nine, ten feet off the ground, just out of reach. Uh, it's also going to keep it out of eye level from deer, so you're not likely to spook deer. But you can track, okay, how many deer and how many hunters, and when of each, right? And that'll help you to understand just a little bit of the temperament and the movement patterns and what happens in your area. So that's number one. Number two, in the late season, evenings are king. Evenings are king. Doesn't mean you can't ever shoot a deer in the morning, but evenings are king. What you got to remember is that as the season goes on, you've got hunting pressure. That's a big factor. You've got habitat change. That's a big factor. You've got changing food sources. That's a big factor. But what a lot of people, in fact, I don't know that I have ever even heard someone else go in any depth about this. Another thing that changes is the length of the days. You know, when I start hunting in early to mid-September, usually mid-September, you know, the legal shooting hours is like from 6.30 in the morning until, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Maybe, maybe even longer than that. It's like a 14-hour day. There's a lot of time you can, you can hunt deer. You can be out there in the woods. But what that means is, okay, if there's 14 hours of daylight, then there's, what, 10 hours of dark. So that's your balance between the two. Deer move more during the day, at least in my observations and where I live, in the early part of the season. Now, they don't necessarily move more in the day just because it's daylight. They move more during the day because there's more day. So unless they want to be limited to their movement when it's dark, and it's only dark a short time, you know they don't want to sit still for 14 hours and do nothing. As you get closer towards the, the gun season and then the late season, and you get to end of the year in January... You know, legal shooting hours is more like 7, 7.30 in the morning till it, it can end before 5, right? So you're going from like 8 to 5, that's a 9-hour day. So you've got a really different, you know, you go from 14 hours of daylight to 9 hours of daylight. 
And now, it's, you know, you got to count the other side too. With nine hours of daylight, how many hours of darkness is that? What's that come out to be? 15 hours of darkness? So it goes even further in the other direction. So now deer have much more darkness in the late season than they do light. Which means if they're spooked, if they're wary, they can wait out the day a lot easier because it's a lot shorter. And they have a lot more night to do whatever they want to do. So if they're trying to dodge hunters, if they're on edge, if they're spooky... You know, they can they can just hang out and they can be undercover. They can hide wherever they want to hide and wait out that shorter day. Or even if they move a, a little bit during that shorter day, it's still easier to bide their time until the evening comes. So evening hunting is usually the best time to hunt deer in the late season because you got that shorter day. And now deer are bedded down. They're hiding more during the day at this point, at least where I live and and a lot of states too that have significant hunting pressure. So they're hiding from, you know, from dawn, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Now they've been hiding for hours and now they're starting to get a little antsy and they're ready to get up. They see the sun start to go down. Things are starting to get darker. Temperature's not really as big of a factor at this time of year because it's always cold. So things start to get dark. They say, okay, time to get up, time to go, time to start eating. So they're going for that evening feed, that early evening food source. They're trying to trying to pack on some calories, trying to eat, trying to stay warm, trying to put on some fat for the bulk of the winter, which still hasn't hit yet, to keep their energy up. Uh, bucks are often recovering from the rut. They're, they're trying to put pounds back on. And oftentimes, you know, bucks of any stature, they're only going to be huntable sometimes in the evening, last hour of daylight, even half hour. You know, they're, that's when they're, they've sat all day, and they're starving, and they're getting up, and now they're, they're moving to go to food. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. So you're looking for that end of the day hunt. Now you can still hunt in the morning. There's always a chance, right? there. You're still going to catch some deer heading back to their bedding areas. But in my in my you know, in my hunting that I've done and what I've seen, the odds are much better in the afternoon. Two to one, three to one, maybe even four to one if you're going after bucks hunting the last hour of the day versus the first hour of the day. But as always, that depends on the spot, right? If you have the right bedding area, you might have more morning action than evening action. I'm just going by the rule of thumb here. There's always exceptions. So you're going to want to hunt the evenings Number two, food is the biggest draw. Food is the biggest draw come the late season. You know, mating's over, curiosity. Anytime the deer has some curiosity draw, that is gone and dead after the bulk of the hunting season and the rifle season. They're just not curious anymore. All the curious deer are dead. Okay, so the only ones left are the ones that are not curious or have forgotten how to be curious for the year. So food is the draw where is the food that's where you'll find the deer they have to eat they need warmth they need fat then that's what that's how they stay alive 
If you can find food, you will find deer. And you will find them primarily at the end of the day. Could be some, you know, right there at the edge of the morning. Here's the thing. Hunting deer on feeding areas that first hour of the day is really tough to get into those spots where you can hunt those feeding areas without seeing deer spooking deer. So, you know, if you're in an area where you can hunt late season with a gun and you can set up in a blind, you know, two, three hundred yards off a feeding area and, and camp it from a distance, well, that'll work out fantastic for you. You can get into that place super easy. You're not going to spook anything and you're hunting deer at a distance. That could be the single best strategy, you know, if you're able to have that kind of setup because you're just not going to spook deer at that kind of range unless your wind is terrible and persistently terrible. So you're able to do things there that you, you just couldn't do. And in an archery standpoint, you're trying to get the 30 yards of a deer. Well, that's not going to work. It's going to be really hard to sneak into a morning spot while the deer are in that spot eating. You're going to bump deer and spook deer trying to get in. So that's another thing that makes the evening easier and better because you can get in that evening spot a couple hours before the deer even get up from being bed down. And now you're ready for them as they come out to feed. You can wait till cover of darkness to head out and to leave so you don't spook deer coming out. Uh, or at least don't blow your hunt while you're doing it. So you want to find what are they eating? You know, are there acorns left over? Are they are the woody shrub tips? Is there a field edge that, that has some some briars and things that, that they're they're munching on is there some you know some some late season plantings is there some standing corn that's still left some wheat that's still left some brassicas some whatever is still out there maybe that was planted on purpose for deer or ag stuff that just has lingered and languished whatever it might be you know what whatever you can find that the deer are looking to eat Browse, shrub tips, re re regeneration, you know, just areas where you've got a bunch of little trees and just want to chew on those little nubs. Wherever you can find they're going to go to eat and munch, those are going to be the number one places to hunt in the late season. And of course, the travel areas to those spots. Number okay, the number four cover is highly prized in the late season. Cover is always important, but there's a lot more of it in the early season. Then you've got, you know, frost hits, leaves drop, a lot of the standing stuff dies, and you've got less cover, and now you've, at this point, you've got snow pushing things down. There's nothing left on trees. There's nothing left standing. Cover is at a premium. So if deer can find good cover, they're going to make use of it. And you don't want to get too close or into the thick of the cover. You want to try to, to understand, okay, this is where deer are going to be hiding and bedding now. Those areas are not what they used to be. They're not the, the same places that they used to be in the early season or even during necessarily the, the rut or the, the peak hunting season. So you want to find cover that's adjacent to food. And you want to hunt between the cover and the food. That's the best place to set up where they're moving from one to the other, that's where you want to go. So you want to hunt in the evenings, you want to hunt food, you want to hunt cover. Number five, 
This one I think is very overlooked, and that is that silence is golden in the late season. Okay, silence is golden. There's two prongs to this. Number one, no calling. Stop calling. The time for calling is gone. It is past. It is done. Calls are not likely to help you. They're more likely to hurt you than help you. Now, there's always that one guy that, well, I was hunting in January and I blew a grunt and a buck and five bucks just came right in and I shot them all, whatever. You just, you hear these kind of stories. You're just like, what? Anything can happen. Okay. But for everybody that blows a a grunt call on January 15th and has a buck come in, you know, 10 people have blown one and pushed the bucks away that were in that area. So if you're really good and you're really skillful with a call and you know the right time to call, maybe somehow, some way you could use it to help more than hurt in the late season. But nobody listening to this show, including me, uh, I think is in that position. And uh, I think you're better off leaving the calls on home, leave them in the truck, leave them wherever. You do not need calls in the woods in the late season. Now, that said... You know, I almost never go into the woods without at least a grunt call. I'm not bringing a bleat. I'm not bringing a, a rattling anything into the woods in the late season. That that time of the year is over. You know, I may still take a grunt call, but I'm not going to sit there and grunt like I'm turkey hunting, trying to call in deer. If a buck comes by and I'm still hunting bucks in the late season and he's not close enough, and he's leaving and walking the other way, I might blow a grunt just because, you know, there's a 5% chance that might turn that deer and bring him back to take a closer look, get him just a little closer. There's a 95% chance it's going to do nothing or push him the other way, but he was already leaving, right? Already saw him, already know he's already leaving, got nothing to lose at that point might roll those dice. Um, although, still, I probably wouldn't even call. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Couldn't fault you in that situation for blowing the call because you got nothing to lose. But it's just, it just really doesn't seem to do as much in the late season as it did you know, in the pre-rut or, or during the rut those times of the year. So silence is golden. Stop calling that deer are just not being vocal very much anymore. Like I said, anything's possible. Anything can happen, but it's more likely to hurt you than help you at this time of the season. The other thing about being quiet, and this is you as a person not making sounds, is that sound travels a lot further in the woods now. You know, in the early season when there's still leaves on the trees and green brush and cover out, you know, sound did not go as far. There was a lot in the woods to soak up sound. And now, you know, even during the rut, you still have a lot of standing brush. You still have a lot of, of, you'll have stuff that's gone brown and gray, but it's still there soaking up some sound. By this point, once snow starts to push things down and you just have bare woods, Sound travels so much further. I mean, sound of you sniffling, coughing, working a zipper, Velcro on your pack, you know, whatever the case might be. 
you know, little things jingling on your belt. Whatever it is, things that aren't strapped down tight enough, things that are in your backpack that aren't tight enough, that jingle together. That all travels a lot further now than it did just a couple months ago. So, you know, part of stealth in the late season has a much bigger impetus on quiet than it did at any other point in the season. It's a lottie, and then the deer are more on edge, and your sound travels further. So it's a lot easier to spook deer you will never see if you're making extra noise. I mean, even just leaves that you're walking on, which is why I think still hunting in the late season is really hard. Um, and just not something I'm going to do unless I've got wind on my side. And I don't just mean blowing in the right direction, but making noise. You just need that cover noise. You know, if you've got a wet, windy day, that's probably the best day. That's always the case. But man, I don't know that I'd be walking around in the late season looking for deer. Because one, they can hear you a lot further away. They can see you a lot further away. And it's just harder to get up close to them and sneak up on them. So, of course, anything's possible. Anything can be done, but it's much more difficult now than it was previously. So silence is golden. You want to be quiet. You want to make sure you're doing everything you can to minimize noise. If you like to stalk deer, if you like to walk, okay, you need to practice. You need extra practice moving slow, being quiet, being still, um, go out at other times of the year, get practice. You want to know what I've found to be great practice for still hunting deer? Try still hunting ducks. Oh yeah, that's, even if you don't take a gun with you, take a camera, try getting within 30 yards of a duck on the water, on a stream, walking through the woods. I mean, especially when you got dry leaves on the ground. Okay, that is a great practice bed for deer hunting. I think ducks are more wary than deer, and they can take off instantaneously, and you know that you spooked them. Um, but there's also, you, you spend time and practice doing that, you're not spooking the deer that you would hunt. You can't practice hunting deer, still hunting deer because you, know, you spook those deer and you're hurting your hunt. Even if you spook them a week in advance or two weeks in advance, where I find you some water and practice on some waterfowl or something else, and that can really help you hone that skill set. This is still the hardest time of the year to do it, but if you're going to do it because that's how you like to do it, then practice is your friend. So, you know, just recapping from the top number one, learn the late season deer habits in your area. Number two, evenings are king. Number three, food is the biggest draw. Number four, cover is highly prized. And number five, silence is golden. Incorporate these five things into your your late season strategy. And I believe you will significantly improve your odds of success and increase your chances of walking out of the woods with a deer. Guys, make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Lots and lots of other episodes on deer hunting and many other kinds of hunting. And please, I'd really encourage you, head to iTunes, leave a comment with a review. Five-star reviews with comments are the number one best way to grow this channel and this podcast. 
It's like telling iTunes, show this to more people. It's not for me. It's to reach more people. But of course, I appreciate hearing from you, hearing from what you did this past deer season or what you do with these tips going forward. Love to see pictures. You can send me stuff through the website. I look at everything. I love it. Love hearing from you guys. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.